You're now listening to the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and in today's episode, I will talk about living within the scope of reality. Just because we put a monkey into outer space doesn't make him an astronaut, and in the same way, we can always hope to accomplish our goals and dreams all we want. But until we actually put forth a plan of action, nothing will come as a result. If we don't put forth a plan of action and make an effort to accomplish our goals, then our reality check will bounce as we have deposited nothing into the account. Stay tuned to find out what it all means. This is the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. of the Chats Chatterings Podcast. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in to the podcast so far. And if you are new this week, thanks for joining us this week. And hopefully you will go back and listen to previous episodes or at least stay tuned, listen to this one and the ones to follow in the weeks ahead. While you're here, make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes become available. Today's episode is entitled, Your Reality Check Just Bounced. When I was young, I heard a song on the radio that said, hold on to 16 as long as you can. But I soon realized that after a year, you have to let it go. High school is a very important time in a young person's life, and it's very difficult to explain to our teens that after they graduate, they can file for an extension on reality by going to college or they can go directly into the workforce and into the real world, and we wish them the best of luck. When I was in high school, I really wanted to play sports, and I especially wanted to play football. Isolated, set aside, and left out are some of the words that I could use to describe how I felt when I was cut from various athletic teams. Whether I was in middle school or high school, it really didn't matter. But when the tryouts for athletic teams came around, I became overly excited. Here's my chance, I would say to myself. I know that I can make the team if I try hard enough. Determination? Well, yeah, that's my middle name when it comes to sports. I know that I'm just as good as the other guys my age, and I can prove it. I know that some of them are a little bit bigger than me, but what do they have that I don't have? Well, according to several coaches, they could play better than I could, and sure, I disagreed with a coach's judgment in whatever sport it was, and I respected all of the coaches' decisions who cut me from their teams, but never openly questioned their decision. However, on the inside, I was on fire, and if the coaches could have read my mind, they would have heard something like this. Fine. If that's the kind of team you want, fine. We'll see how really good how good you really are without me on the team. I began to feel as if no one really believed in me. I had this imaginary court trial going on in my head, and it was Maples versus the world. The procedure would start with opposing witnesses, and this would consist of all the coaches who cut me from their teams and the players who made the teams. Judge Bias, of course, was presiding over the hearings, and I was outnumbered in this mental trial in my head. I could hear the jury of rejection proclaim, we the jury find the defendant Chad Maples ineligible to play in any sport, regardless of the school or college, based on the fact that he has no skills or talent. 
My parents were very hesitant to allow me to play football because they were, I, I believe that they were afraid that I would get hurt. I already walked with a limp on my right leg and my logic told me that if I injured my left leg that I could walk straight. It was faulty logic, but it sounded good at the time. As fate would have it, I was allowed to play football my sophomore year in high school thanks to a very persuasive female volleyball coach who convinced my mom that it was okay. No, she didn't convince my mom that it was okay for me to play volleyball. However, at that particular time, I might have enjoyed spending more time with those teammates. However, her husband was the football coach at the same school. And I found practice to be very tough, but I really loved to play in the games. And I found out that if I had paid more attention in practice, I might have been a better ball player. So there I was, my sophomore year in high school on the junior varsity football team at Madison Academy in Huntsville, Alabama. My idea of a football player was someone who had all the cute girls around him and tried to play it cool most of the time. Neither of which happened to me or seemed to apply to me at that time. I only had two more years of high school left and at the rate I was going, I was never going to make the varsity team. That was until Picture Day came around, and the events that took place on Picture Day would be immortalized in the school yearbook forever. The head football coach told the varsity team to wear a certain colored jersey and pants, and he told the junior varsity team to wear the opposite colors. I was halfway paying attention, and I put on the colors for the varsity team. Did I do this on purpose? Maybe. Possibly. Either way, you know what? I plead the fifth. We're going to move on. So, in the Madison Academy yearbook, 1991-92, I was pictured with the varsity football team instead of the junior varsity team. Now, the best part about this story is that the next year I transferred to another school, which was Buckhorn High School in Newmarket, Alabama, and they just happened to have a copy of the Madison Academy yearbook from the previous year. In my attempt to make new friends at the new school, I showed them where I played football at my previous school, and I had the picture to prove it. When they saw the picture, they said, Wow, you played varsity? You should play for our school. To which I responded, Eh, no thanks. I'm retired. When I was on the football team for that one year, I began to ask myself, Am I really any different now that I'm a football player? And the answer was, not really. I had to do a reality check. I came to the discovery that I did not have to play sports in high school just to be cool. I could just be myself. And if people didn't like me for who I was, then that was their problem and not mine. I began to see things from a different perspective. And I also asked myself, what are the benefits of playing sports aside from staying in shape? Many people will focus on awards and trophies and the fame of the MVP recognition. And those material things can make you happy for a short time, but a 1982 Jogathon trophy from my second grade year brings me no glory, honor, or esteemed recognition today. In fact, that trophy is probably still stashed in my parents' basement somewhere along the other things that I failed to take when I moved out. Throughout my life, I've had to do several reality checks like these in the past. 
My wife and I recently took a trip to Oklahoma City, and while we were there, we witnessed some people that were kiteboarding, and I told my wife that it looked like it was a lot of fun. I then took the conversation a step further and said that I would like to try it sometime. She kindly reminded me that I was in my mid-40s and that I had thrown my back out earlier that day playing a game of top golf. As much as I hated to admit it, she was right and I was out of shape. Many times throughout life, our reality checks bounce because we have unreal expectations for ourselves. I would like to think that hiking to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, Africa would be easy. Besides, the natives of Tanzania have a saying that says, pole pole, which means slowly, slowly. And I'm sure that if I took things very slow, I could get to the summit of the mountain. But in reality, I'm not really sure that I want to do the exercise ahead of time to train for such an event. We often think that things are easier than they appear because sometimes we live in the past. In my mind, I'm in my mid-twenties and I'm full of energy, but then reality sets in and tells me that I'm actually 20 years older than that and I'm not very athletic. If we are going to set goals in life, we have to live within the scope of reality. In order to make our dreams and goals come true, we have to be willing to put the necessary work forth ahead of time to accomplish those goals. We may say things like, well, after the kids move out, we can do this or that, or I can't do that right now because of something else going on. But let's look at reality for the moment. What are some things that you can do right now and not stay neutral and work towards accomplishing those goals? For a long time now, I have wanted to work on my private pilot's license, but I have been unable to schedule flying lessons because I had other things that stood in the way, scheduling conflicts and different circumstances that I had to take care of at first. However, leading up to the time that I could take flying lessons, I began to prepare ahead of time. I applied for a student pilot certificate, which I received from the FAA, and then I also passed a Class C medical exam. I completed my ground school training at a local aviation school, and then I passed the FAA Airman Knowledge written exam. I currently have 15 hours of flight training recorded in my logbook with my flight instructor. The truth of reaching our goals is that they can be achieved if we work hard enough to accomplish them. What we need to do is we need to make sure that our reality checks don't bounce. Our reality checks will bounce when we set goals for ourselves without having a plan of action to put forth the effort to accomplish them. So here are some suggestions that will help us define our goals and also live within the scope of reality. The suggestion number one would be don't define your goals to try and please other people. How many of us just this week made decisions based on other people and our efforts to please them. We have to remember that there is great futility in trying to please other people. When we think about the goals and dreams that we want, we have to remember that they are our goals. They don't belong to anyone else. Those are your goals and things that you want to accomplish. So think about things that you want to accomplish that would be beneficial to you and maybe beneficial to others as well. 
But what is it that you really, really want and what are you really willing to sacrifice and prepare for that ahead of time? Suggestion number two is to remember that hope is a good thing, but it is not a good strategy. Having the hopes of accomplishing something in life is good, but you need to have a plan to see those goals through. If you don't have a plan to see things through, then you run the risk of hoping and wishing your whole life that you could have done something without implementing a plan of action. The third suggestion of accomplishing our goals and living within the scope of reality is don't allow discouragement to get the best of you. Last September, I started taking my flying lessons, and my goal, of course, is to get my private pilot's license, but there have been several moments that have been very discouraging along the way. Sometimes I would worry about the cost of the lessons, and that would distract me from what I needed to learn. Other times, I was overwhelmed by the amount of information that I needed to remember and learn for not only the lesson I was in, but for future lessons as well. Other times I was distracted by the fact that flying a plane requires you to do multiple things at the same time and that there are several things to look for and monitor. And sometimes I was easily discouraged because I would mess up during a lesson. This, in fact, happened in my last lesson last week when I forgot one basic fundamental fact of flying an airplane. My flight instructor told me that he was going to do the initial takeoff and that we would circle back around to the airport and do what's called a touch-and-go landing, where you touch down, slow the plane down, speed back up, and then take back off. He then told me that when we landed, that it would be my turn to do the takeoff and that I would follow his same steps in the pattern. As we touched down and the plane slowed down, my flight instructor turned to me and said, okay, you have the controls. I knew that this meant that it was my turn to do the takeoff, but I forgot one basic fundamental principle of flying the plane, and that was to put my feet on the rudder pedals. You see, if you know anything about a plane, is that the rudder pedals of a plane control the plane veering off to the right and to the left. It actually turns the plane to the right and to the left when you're on the ground. The steering wheel of the plane doesn't actually do anything until you are actually in the air. So I pushed the throttle all the way in, and as we gradually sped up down the runway, the plane veered off to the right and to the left and to the right again, and then back to the left before we took off. We actually kept taking off going to the left, and it was totally my fault because I forgot to be properly focused during the takeoff. I forgot a basic fundamental fact of flying an airplane. So we circled back around. I got control of the airplane, leveled it out, did everything the way I was supposed to do, circled back around, came in for the landing the right way, I did the landing, and then I was I did a touch, touch and go landing at that time, and then I was able to make up for my previous mistake. I kept the plane in the center of the runway and took off the proper way. I made up for my previous mistake, but it was still very discouraging at the same time. It is very easy to get discouraged and give up, but it is also very encouraging to see how far we've come along the way. So in summary, don't define your goals to try to please other people. 
Remember that they are your goals and things that you want to accomplish. Remember that hope is a good thing, but it is a terrible strategy. And finally, don't allow discouragement to get the best of you. Keep moving forward with whatever goals you have, make a plan of action, and then do your best to make it happen. This concludes this particular episode of the Chats Chatterings Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes become available. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we will see you next time.